Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Time to talk to our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford, with The Athletic, who joins us via the Brown and Crewman Celebrity Line. JR, how are you? Oh, doing great, doing great. It sounded really cool, guys, when you called the Riv down in Cancun. I was wondering if you could make me feel just as special here. Uh, we're going to go out to Imperial and talk to Jeremy. <laughs> how many of you had the drink, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> so how, yeah, so how what, many have how you many had the drink? drink? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, zero. Yeah, fair enough. Unfortunately, zero. Hey, it's so not still early. Good of a time as well. yeah. It's still early. We'll get there. Jr., you, I, I read through the article that the recent article you did with the uh, writer from the the Rangers, and I thought it was a, a really in depth look at whether or not Vladimir Tarasenko would be a trade match with the Rangers. And my, and I don't want to spoil it for everybody. I hope they go and, and check it out, but. Um, when I got to the part where the Rangers could be looking at a top line right right winger, why why wouldn't this deal get done? Like, what's the what would be the biggest thing preventing that? Yeah, and what's really interesting is if you go back just a couple of years, didn't they have a top line right winger named Pavel Buchnevich who they traded to the Blues for Sammy Blay? Uh, obviously, they had a lot of guys a couple of years ago to sign and and have signed some of those guys, the Benajad, so on and so forth. Uh, but now they find themselves, again, with a hole on that right side. And so Tarasenko does make a lot of sense. Look, a lot of times you're throwing stuff at the wall when you try to pair uh, teams together with a trade fit. But this is one that I feel could have some legs, and I believe there's probably some interest on the Blue, on the uh, Rangers' part. Uh, but are they going to be able to meet the Blues' ask, I think, as we head into the final three weeks of uh, before the draft, or excuse me, before the, uh, free, the uh, trade deadline? Um, so if you look at the Rangers situation, uh, they've got a first-round draft pick. In fact, they've got two because they have Dallas's first-round draft pick as well, and you think that's what uh, Doug Armstrong is going to be asking for, including some of the prospects. We broke down some of the prospects that the Rangers have that the Blues could be interested in. Um, so to me, it just comes down to what do the Rangers want? Are they willing to pay the price, Anthony, for a team Meyer in San Jose, or uh, do they are they more uh, infatuated with a guy like Tarasenko? JR, like, is there a benefit for Army to wait it out with Tarasenko and get close to the deadline, or is that really just playing with fire at this point? Yeah, it'll be playing with fire a little bit. Look, they've gone a couple years, BT, trying to find a trade fit for Tarasenko, and I'm sure even though uh, he was probably lowballed a bit by teams around the league, you know, Doug Armstrong has thought about a few different deals and never pulled the trigger because he felt like Tarasenko on this roster helped more than the players coming back in return. But now this situation is different. Now it's the it's the trade deadline. He's got one year, you know, just a couple months left on this contract. Uh, so if teams can fit that prorated salary cap, that that uh, salary that he has, the seven point five million, which maybe they weren't willing to do the past couple years, you know, now's the time. And so I think as we get closer to this deadline, uh, that could be the case. Now. The one thing is with that $7.5 million salary, the closer it gets to the deadline, 
the more it gives teams to accrue salary cap space, and then they can fit Tarasenko in the deal. So I think that's why some teams might be willing to wait a little bit. But I think if you're Doug Armstrong and you do get a few nibbles, it might be in his best interest just to wait a little bit, maybe not all the way up until the deadline, uh, but shortly before it. JR, could you see a scenario with, with Vladdy with his no trade where he just says, you know what, no, I'm just not going. Like, wherever it is, just, no, I'm good, thank you. Like, could that happen? I, I, I see that line of thinking. I think there's maybe, let's just say, a 5% chance of that. Uh, he does hold the cards there. He could tell Doug, no, I don't want to go there. No, I don't want to go there. And then maybe there's just a limited number of teams who are calling Doug and, uh, and giving him that opportunity. Uh, but the way I see it with Tarasenko is, A, he's seen the writing on the wall for a long time. In fact, he's the guy who put in the trade request a, a couple years ago. Uh, and I think at times there might have been some possibilities where he had to consider it. Uh, but I think now he gets to a point in his career where if he can have a good playoff BT, perhaps he goes to the Rangers here at the deadline, has a great playoff, and drives up that price for the market next year. That's the one thing with the, the Rangers is they only have $15 million in cap space next summer, and they do have a lot of guys to resign. They might not be able to do a long-term deal with him. So if he goes to a team like that and you have success, he could write a bigger ticket for himself this summer. Jeremy Rutherford is joining us right now. He's our Blues Insider with The Athletic. I, I thought it was interesting, too, JR, when you get to the end of that Vladimir Tarasenko article that uh, you, you guys did for The Athletic was the mention of Ivan Barbashev, and there seemed to be a lot of interest potentially, at least from the Rangers' media standpoint, in Barbashev. Is, is there any way, I guess it's a two-parter, could you see Barbashev being a bigger target than Tarasenko, and is there any way that, the, that, that you could package up Tarasenko and Barbashev in the same deal? Yeah, I think Barbashev uh, could be, uh, you know, more uh, attracted around the league because I think that uh, there's probably going to be a limited number of suitors in Tarasenko, and I think a guy like Barbashev with a more manageable salary cap hit, uh, and then also teams looking for a guy who can he can play on your third line, maybe he can bump up to your second line, he can play on your fourth line, as we saw in 2019. I think there's probably going to be more teams asking about him. I don't know that he's going to fetch the first-round draft pick or the top prospect like O'Reilly or Tarasenko might. Maybe he gets you a second-round pick. You know, Depending on the demand, perhaps it could be more than I'm expecting. Uh, but I do think there will be a lot of interest in Barbashev, or I, I should say that there has been. And in terms of those two guys being packaged together, I can tell you this, they would like it. The past few years, You know, anytime I've been on the road and, and you're around the team hotel, those two, along with Pavel Buchnevich, Alexei Torpchenko, kind of that Russian group of players, have been uh, tagging along together for years. So I think that um, it's possible. You know, the Rangers would obviously have some interest in Barbashev, too, and maybe some sort of package deal would uh, get you a first-round pick or more with uh, both of those guys on the way out. Hey, JR, this isn't a question of like what you believe might happen here at the trade deadline or even this offseason, but if if there were a contract that you believe if Doug Armstrong could unload it, he would, what contract do you think that would be? Yeah, that's a great one. You know, we talked about that several months ago. I was uh, in studio with BK and, and Ferrario, and at the time, at the time, now I realize that uh, this isn't the biggest of those contracts, but I said Marco Scandella because I think that that's a contract that went on for four years and still has another year left. And, you know, perhaps you'd have had money for Perron if you didn't have Scandella on there. So I felt like that was one. 
Uh, but I think now you have to take a step back and realize that some of these other contracts that we've been talking about for months, whether it be Pareko or whether it be Krug, you know, some people throw Bennington in that group, Braden Shen, you know, I don't personally put, you know, those last couple guys in there. Uh, but I, I got to think, even though Doug Armstrong probably wouldn't come out and say it uh, publicly, uh, I, I got to think that if you had a chance to rethink, you know, Pareko, Krug, or get a mulligan on it, uh, you might do that. And you know, I realize there's still some upside with a guy like Krug who runs a power play, so on and so forth. I just feel like with their cap situation, where they're at, with all the term they have on all those contracts, it'd be nice to be able to get it, get out of at least one of them. And so uh, definitely one of those contracts back on defense. So. Jared, before we let you go, the other article that, you said that came out this week from you, I thought it was great. You had the Blues trade tiers, who stays and who goes at the deadline. Is there a name that is on the list that uh, Blues fans may be surprised to hear that probably won't be traded or uh, might be surprised to know that will likely be dealt? Yeah, no, I think most of the guys that I mentioned that probably or could be dealt, uh, that was uh, probably information that everybody's picked up on the past couple months and no surprises there. You know, this uh, name isn't going to surprise you, but Jordan Bennington, you know, a little bit of backlash with uh, with me putting him in a category that says I can't see him being moved. I think there's a lot of people who say at least put him in the worth exploring this offseason. And, you know, a, a couple things, you know, put a better defense in front of him, and, and I think we'd see some better numbers from Jordan Bennington. That's not to take the heat off him. It's not. And people don't believe me when I say that. Listen, there have been some tough goals, but I think by and large we've seen that this team has been very poor uh, defensively. And then lastly, what I'll say is it's always the same thing. If not Jordan Bennington, then who? Like which goalie are you going to pluck out of thin air, you know, out of the draft, free agency, trade? Where's this goalie coming from that's going to replace Jordan Bennington? So that's why I put a guy like him in that uh, can't-see-it-happening category. Great stuff, JR. Appreciate you. And make sure you check out J.P. Rutherford on Twitter for all of the latest content that uh, Jeremy Rutherford is going to produce via the athletic jr thanks bud we'll talk to you again next week yep thanks boys